I'm your host, Justin, and joining me is the man with the 12th degree black belt in Jitsu, Tommy. Pew Pew! Last week, I talked about the Scream 6 trailer. Well, this past weekend, I decided to go ahead and watch all five movies in preparation for the sixth. What'd you think about it? I thought it was pretty good uh, overall. It's a very strong franchise. I now remember which one I stopped on, which was Screen 3. That one perfectly tied up the story. Shouldn't have needed 4 or the 5th one, but hey, the 5th one was really good. Scream 2022. Uh, overall, as a franchise, it's a strong franchise. It's a good, iconic character from the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Even though not as intimidating or menacing as, say, a Freddy or Jason... Uh, I guess it's due to the fact that the person who behind the mask always changes. And at some point, like Scream 4, you kind of figure out one of the two. And then when it's all revealed as to why that person is Ghostface, you go, oh, wow, this truly represents this generation more than anybody. The 2011, I'm an influencer and I need my social media fame shows through this movie and it shows Wes Craven's understanding of each generation that of horror movies. I mean, when you look at the first one, he talks about the rules that you have to have to survive an eighties horror movie or a seventies horror movie. And then we get to scream Two. The rules are, how do you survive a sequel? And then the third one is unveiled and it's Hey, okay, so we are not in a sequel. We are in a trilogy. These are the rules. They are completely different than any other rules before. A trilogy is rare inside horror movie. And he's talking more of not like a trilogy. He's talking more of story related. And that's that's what he was getting at for a trilogy. And then in the fourth movie, it's like, hey, uh, we are in uncharted territory, but here are some rules to survive a modern horror movie because the rules have changed since the last stab or last scream movie was made because they do make fun of themselves and the horror genre with the movie stab. It's the recreation of all the things that happened from the first movie as told by Gail Weathers. Uh, I do like that a lot of characters keep reoccurring, that main characters are not really killed off. And when they are killed off, it's in a needed spot and it enforces the rules. Now where Scream 2022 takes off and the rules is great because they they get to this little spot and they call it a requel, which for the life of me, these last, you know, five, six years with movies, I've been trying, I've been struggling of what in the world do you call it? Let's take Ghostbusters 2016, for example, that would be called a requel. But you don't really know what it is. It's kind of a sequel, but it's also kind of a reboot. So, requel. It's like, oh, okay, that's what you call it. But fans hate requels. And that's where all the rules come in to take effect on it. I would play you the clip, but it's a lot of editing to do to take out some of that language. And I still got to keep this a a, a PG-13 show. But the rules made sense. Why do we hate the new Star Wars movies? Well, you know, you got the legacy characters in there, but you got the new generation trying to move the story along. But you got social commentary, you have diversity, you have wokeness, you have it all put in. And we, as fans of the originals, we hate it. We don't want to see change. It made for for a very, very good movie. And then... 
already knew who the killers were. Even with the reveal of the Scream 2022 villain, I was still pretty shocked. So, did the movies do anything else for you? The Scream 2022 movie makes Scream 6's trailer a lot more understandable. It puts a lot of pieces together. Uh, it, it kind of shows me which characters from the different past movies, what their roles are. So, I'm, I'm even more excited for the Scream 6 movie that comes out in March. Now, before I go into ranking the Scream movies, tonight's frightening tale is The Manster. A reporter living in Japan meets up with this mad scientist. And the mad scientist injects him with some kind of serum and he starts to grow two heads. Uh, this is kind of like a modern mad scientist meets Jekyll and Hyde. Instead of the mad scientist experimenting on himself, he experiments on those closest to him. And I don't want to spoil too much because they do give it away in the movie. Let's start tonight's feature, The Manster. And when we come back, I will rank the Scream movies for you. Come back. He's down in the lab now. I locked the door. You'd better take this with you. I thought he'd come back. He's like an animal now. He comes back to where he was fed the last time. But he never should have gotten out in the first place. He visited a house in the village last night. 
It's not easy to keep a thing like that from attracting too much attention. I'm afraid there's only one thing to do with Kenji now. I can't let you out of there. I was careless with Kenji and look what happened. You don't understand me anymore, do you? I'm sorry, Emiko. Silly to ask if this is Dr. Robert Suzuki's place. It's the only place around here. I'm afraid you can't see the doctor now. Oh, no, wait a minute. I've come all the way from Tokyo and halfway up the mountainside in a taxi they saved from the Ark, and then by making like a mountain goat for the last few hundred yards. <laughs> Where's the good doctor? Are you the man from World Press? That's right. Larry Stanford, the brilliant and highly underpaid foreign correspondent. Tell you the truth from what my boss says, I don't think there's much of a story here, but if there is, I want to get it. Perhaps the doctor can give you a few minutes. I'll tell if you're here. Please come in. Mr. 
Mr. Stanford, I'm sorry I kept you waiting. I'd have forgotten about your appointment. As a matter of fact, your chief, Mr. Matthews, more or less pushed me into it over the phone. I'm not sure my work is ready for publicity yet. Well, from what the boss said, I gather you're working on the secrets of evolution or something like that. Sounds great, but will it sell newspapers? I'm a theoretical scientist. Most of my work is done on paper. Have you got anything ready for publication yet, Doc? Not yet. I can only tell you this. Look into the sky at night, and you will see a star maybe one billion light years away. The light that you see started from that star even before this world existed. That's my work, the principles of existence. But sometimes it frightens me. Good. And maybe we got a story. One more good one before I leave Japan. Oh? Are you leaving? Yeah, after this assignment. This globetrotting is getting me down. Besides, I have a wife in New York that I haven't seen for a long time, far too long. How old are you, Mr. Stanford? 35. Forgive me. I ask personal questions sometimes. It's the scientist in me. I'm interested in the way people develop, the glandular type and so on. May I ask a few more questions? Well, I'm supposed to be the interviewer, but if you want to, go ahead. You look like a strong man. Have you ever had any major illnesses? Well, it sounds like the army all over again. Nothing worse than chickenpox. And, uh, and this time you've been separated from your wife. Have you been, uh, that is to say, uh, have you had any other kind of companionship? Well, I've been a good boy, if that's what you mean, Doc, but uh, now maybe we are getting just a little personal. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to hear about my work, don't you? All right. Could you use a little refreshment while we're talking? As long as it's daytime size. Scott, our local version of it. I thought it tasted different. Well, Doc, what's the story? Well, Mr. Stanford, uh, are you familiar with the latest thinking about cosmic rays and evolution? Oh, vaguely. The rays come out of space, and every thousand years or so, they cause a mutation, cause some animal to give birth to a slightly different species. Is that right? That'll do. Now you can understand what I mean when I tell you that I have a theory as to the cause of this change in species, uh, this mutation. I believe it can be done. Not with radiation, Mr. Stanford, but chemically. I've tried a few experiments with plants and fungus. You got any samples? Unfortunately, nothing I can show, only theoretical records. But I don't think they make sense to you. Well, it sounds great in scientific circles, Doc, but uh, it's not exactly what I'd call front page stuff. Hey, you know, it's kind of stuffy in here. It's the heat from the mountain. I use it sometimes for experiments. Will you excuse me, Mr. Stanford? I'll go down to the lab and bring you up some photos of my fungus experiments. Really? They might prove interesting to you. I'd appreciate that. Are you sure what you're doing is absolutely right? Right? Don't you see him? He's perfect for it. Besides, I've changed the enzyme. It's got to work this time. A physical and a psychological change. We'll keep records on every move he makes. That's not what I mean. Do you have the right to do this to him? After all, the others were different. They volunteered. But Tara, he's exactly the type I need. This is for science, for human knowledge. What happens to one man doesn't make any difference. You didn't seem to care for the others, Tara. I forgot how to care about anybody a long time ago. You ought to know that. Good. 
Keep it that way. Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by Tommy, who's just kind of hanging around. He's got a big smile on his face for some reason. I knew you'd like them Scream movies. That's why I kind of nudged you to re-watch them and get caught up, because I knew you'd go past that third one. I admit, I don't really remember Scream 4's release. They said it was 2011. Uh, I'm pretty certain that uh, if I saw it, I just kind of scoffed at it and said, nah, there's no need for it. Because uh, I know I said the same thing for Scream 2022. I, I didn't need to see it, and I'm very glad I watched it. And let me rank the Scream movies for you. So right now, there's only five of them. And I'm going based on how the rules affected me, how much the villain's connections, and what kind of plot holes were in there. So coming in at number five is the one I really wanted to like the most, Scream 4. I have no clue as to why I wanted to like Scream 4 more than the rest of them. I, I guess it had to do something with Hayden Penitary and its connection with Scream 6. Uh, but I overall was just just kind of meh for me. It was still good. Uh, the villain reveal at the end, like I said, I guessed half of it. The other half I didn't see coming. Here's Scream 4's plot. It is now 2011. Sidney Prescott is returning to Woodsboro, California on a book tour. She's no longer this victim in hiding. She has wrote a she has wrote a self-help book that is selling millions. And in the process, her publicist thought it would be a great idea to return to Woodsboro for an autograph session. Once she returns, the killings start again. Let's introduce one of the new characters in this franchise, and that would be Jill. She is the cousin of Sidney Prescott. She is played by Emma Roberts. If you don't know Emma Roberts, she plays in a lot of shows like Scream Queens, American Horror Story, and every time she is just a royal pain in the neck. So I think she got typecasted based on this movie here because she is in full pain in the neck form. You also got uh, Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, Rory, who's in this one. He's kind of the film buff, president of the cinema club, and he's got another friend, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember their name. But he's walking around with this little camera on attached to his forehead, not a, quite a GoPro, but something else, and he live streams everything he does. They're still in high school, so of course the problems still evolve. Pretty girl won't talk to the nerdy boy. And you can see where we're going with this. You've got Gail Weathers trying to struggle with not being in the limelight. She's not a big famous reporter anymore. She's just a famous author. And she's trying to reinvent herself. Dewey is sheriff of Woodsboro. And he's a kind of uh, he's a little bit militant as the sheriff, I would say. Uh, he won't let Gail into it. I mean, there's the whole ethics between him as a sheriff and Gail when she decides, you know what, I'm going to be a reporter again. And he has to be a little stern with her. He won't give her the inside scoop and all the other things because he's being ethical. One of the best scenes in the movie is Anthony Anderson is one of the sheriff's deputy. Him and another deputy are guarding the house where Sidney Prescott and Jill are living. And one cop goes, you know, I'm going to go make a tour. And the other cop goes, you know, 
I wouldn't do that because the people that get killed the most in these movies are the cops that are out protecting. And they go back and forth with this banter. And it was truly a meta. It's a great little stab at different horror movie action movies where the cops are outside garden. And they ultimately get it in the end. Do they get it? Oh, yes, they do. And it's a great little scene. Uh, that's one thing I have to say about Scream 4. The kills were just there. But, of course, that's one of the rules of horror movies. If it's a sequel, the kill count has to be higher. It's just expected. Okay, it's time to spoil the movie. Who were the killers? The killers were Jill and Rory McCulkin. Why? Well, because Jill wanted the attention. She wanted to be the new star. She wanted to be the next Sydney Prescott because Sydney got famous all because of what happened in the first movie. The family always said, Sydney this, Sydney that. And it was just so tough to live underneath her shadow. In order to get famous on the internet, you've got to have something. And her something was to plan the murders, film them, and get her notoriety. Which, in the end, doesn't work out very well for her. That's one thing I have to say. Between Scream 4 and Scream 2022, there's no mention of Jill. So, it, obviously, this was so bad that they're like, you know, we're just not going to continue this story. I would like to know if she went to jail. Because she is exposed in the end. And, unlike the other Scream movies, Ghostface gets it in the end with a bullet to the head. And Emma Roberts' character didn't meet that fate. So let's get to my third, or my fourth favorite of the Scream movies. So Scream 4 is at number 5. Scream 2 comes in at number 4. This one I wrestled with. How does two? How is 2 better than 3? 2 just seems uh, that there was some plot holes missing between 2 and 3. And 2, the killer, is Billy Loomis's mom. She is teamed up with the film student, and then they just go through. I think the issue I have between two and three is that Billy Loomis's mom had every right to be vengeful and go after Sidney Prescott. I just didn't feel it. Especially in Scream 3, when it is revealed that there's out, well, there was actually three killers in the first one, and not two. But where was she? Why? What happened to this one? It just there was too many plot holes that I just couldn't feel for. So how could I put Scream Two below Scream Three? Scream Three is not as strong, but Scream Two is just the reveal, and the rules were just a little more vague. So I just felt that the twist at the end when it's Billy Loomis's mom, it was okay, that's really logical. We, I can run with this. She teamed up with a film student to get close to Sydney and bring her out of and bring her out of hiding, basically. You know, she wasn't quite in hiding at that point. She was just kind of laying low. Uh, I think her group of friends I didn't care that much for. So overall it's how I felt for that movie. How did I connect with the movie? You could see the anger. You could see she's completely upset that her son is dead. And that she wants to take it out on Sydney. I just didn't feel it. Let's get back to our feature movie tonight. The Manster. When I come back, my top three screen movies.
Doc. I'm sorry I didn't mean to be rude. I, I just couldn't keep my eyes open. Oh, I feel that way myself many times up here. Seemed to have collected myself a kink in the neck, too. Uh, these are the pictures I thought you might be interested in. Oh. Well, I'll take those back to Tokyo with me, if you don't mind, Doc. Oh, by all means. How about one for the road? That's not a bad idea. Might wake me up. I'll be coming down to Tokyo very shortly. We must get together there. I could use a little vacation from my work. Sure, that'd be fine. Here's the morning report for you. Thanks. I'm forced to agree with you, Larry. Not much to this Dr. Suzuki report. I understand he's independently wealthy, one of these wealthy crackpots. Oh, he's not such a bad guy. He serves lousy whiskey, though. Gave me a hangover on two of them. As a matter of fact, he phoned up this morning, said he was coming to Tokyo. Wants to take me out on some fancy dinner or something. Geisha party? Who knows? Anyway, I'm just filling in time till I head for New York and Linda. This globetrotting almost broke us up. By the way, Larry, you're going to be here a few days. I've got a report here on some smuggling going on down in Hong Kong. I wonder if you could hop a plane and go down there. Uh-uh. No dice, Ian. You pulled this one more story routine on me once too often. This time I'm going home. I'll tell you what you can do with that report. What's that? Make a paper airplane out of it and sail it out the window. Matthews? Oh, yes. Just a moment. Larry, it's for you. New York. <laughs> Can't imagine who it might be. Okay, I'll take it over here. And how about some privacy? Put that call through here. Oh, darling, it's wonderful to hear your voice. What? Oh, everything's all right. I just wanted to hear you. When are you coming home, Larry? Just a few more days, darling. Lots of paperwork and stuff. You know how it is. After that, no more traveling. We can make a real start all over again. Huh? I love you too, darling. How do you know you love me? I might not be the same person. I'm sure you're the same, darling. I haven't changed either. I've been thinking about you all the time. I've had a picture of you in my mind. It's a nice picture, but it's not the same as the real thing. Well, it won't be long now, darling. I've been thinking of you all the time. We're going to some kind of a party tonight. I'll pretend you're along. Well, have a good time, Larry. Larry, as they say in Japan, in America, bottoms up. You know, Doc, I don't know which I like better. Japanese sake or Japanese geisha? What's the difference? Plenty of both here. No, seriously, Doc. I've never had time before to do this sort of thing. You have no idea how stuffy these political interviews and press conferences can be. With so little time left, please, let me be your host and let me show you things you have never seen before in Japan. I've been working rather hard myself lately. Larry, I like you. And uh, I'd like to show you more of Japan. Doc, you've got yourself a deal. Kanpai. Bottoms up.
Doc. Tell her it's an old American custom called smooch, hmm? And tell her she smooches good. Oh, I don't know. Now, where? I haven't finished yet. Tell her she smooches good. And tell her I'd like to give her some advanced lessons, then. Eh? I don't have to tell her anything, Larry. I think she understands you very well. Maybe, but let's find out. Hey, listen, girl, just, I think you're all very beautiful. Very beautiful. But I got a special thing. overdue in New York, and I've been like this for three days. Let's have the sermon and get it over with. You know me better than that, Larry. Your wife called again. So she called, so what? Look, it's really none of my business, but you were supposed to be home by now. Listen to me, Ian. I've been working very hard for a good many years, and now I'm supposed to go back and change myself to a desk in the New York office. Okay, if that's the way it's gotta be, it's gotta be. But before I go, I'm gonna do some of the things I never had a chance to do before. This guy Suzuki just came into my life in time. Well, that reminds me, I got a train to catch. He's taking me to a hot springs hotel. And Linda? You already said it, Ian. It's none of your business. country's greatest treasures, hot mineral water from deep in the earth. It has wonderful effects and sometimes strange effects. Well, I've had hot baths before, but never in such fancy surroundings. You know, Doc, it's amazing what I never got to see and do in this country all the time I've been here. I didn't realize what fun I was missing. Still, I'll have to leave sometime. Yes, I know. Oh, uh, I have another surprise for you. Oh, what's that? Do you remember my assistant? Tara, you met her at the lab. She happens to be here at the hotel. I think you'll find her especially interesting. Why especially? Her talent. She is, first of all, an exceptionally beautiful woman. She's been to nearly any country you can name. She's intelligent, affectionate, and, uh, well, how shall I say it? Not unwilling to have a little adventure now and then. Sounds too good to be true. Tell me, when do I meet this lovely mythical creature again? Why not now? I'm sure you two remember each other. Well, hello again. Well, see, I guess we must have your bath here. You go ahead, we'll wait. Why wait? I can see you're not familiar with Japanese customs, Mr. Stanford. 
You mean everybody? Together? Same bath? Hmm. Well. Larry, Zessel, remember something. I promised to make a phone call to Tokyo. Very important. I wonder if you two will excuse me. With pleasure. Well. Follow me. Now I've seen everything, or I'm about to. There are two baths, Mr. Stanford. One for you and one for me. I see. And what's this, the wall of Jericho? We operate on the honor system here. You mean this is the Japanese equivalent of a bundling bar? Well, it keeps us apart, but uh, not too far apart. <laughs> Doctor tells me these are mineral baths and good for me. Hope he's right. How do you like it, Mr. Stanford? My name is Larry. I think it's great. Having a wonderful time. Wish you were here. Well, I'm not very far. Tell me more about yourself. Well, not very much to tell. I've worked pretty hard all my life, and now I'm just starting to enjoy myself. How about you? Where are you from? You speak English beautifully. I speak many languages. Is the water hot enough for you? Yeah, plenty hot. The real Japanese bath should be as hot as you can take it. That way you get the benefit of the minerals in the water. Well, I seem to be getting some sort of benefit right now. Frightening Tales. I'm Justin, and sitting with me is Tommy. He's been sitting quiet, don't you think? Yeah, I'm just listening to what you have to say, because I kind of agree with you. Except for that number four spot. I think Scream 3 should have been down lower. Why do you think Scream 3 should have been lower? It comes back to like you said, the killer. Okay, well, let me go ahead and tell this. Scream 3 is my number 3 movie, so let's talk about Scream 3. Yes, let's do. Because this one is the the oddball in the middle. Even though you put it at number four, at number 3, I would put it at number 4, maybe even number 5. There's just too many plot holes in it. What do you mean by plot holes in it? Okay, so the killer's revealed to be Sidney's brother. Half-brother. She didn't even know he existed. She didn't know her mom was a big movie star at one point in time. Nobody knew she even left for Hollywood. It was just kind of a weird situation that, wow, nobody knew this about Sidney Prescott's mom. Okay, fair point. Now, you got the brother here. He orchestrated the killings in the first movie. As in his own words, he is a director. He directed Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker to get revenge on Sidney Prescott's mom, all because she denied his existence. When Sidney's brother approached her mom, she just said, I'm not your mom. 
That person doesn't exist. And that sends him on a tirade to kill his sister? It's just kind of full of potholes. And then we get to Scream 2. You mean to tell me his first plan failed and he had nothing to do with the second, with the copycat? That he did not tell Billy Loomis's mom where to find Sidney? I mean, there was not even a mention of him in Scream 2. Yeah, that was the point. That was kind of uh, my sticking point for why I put 2 at number 4 and Scream 3 in its spot as the third best Scream movie. I was able to overlook those potholes based on the, the reveal itself, the anger, the fact that he didn't actually play by the rules. Because one of the rules of Scream movies is there are always two killers. In Scream 3, there's only one. And everybody was genuinely shocked that he was the killer. What I also liked about Scream 3 was there's a few good cameos that made me laugh or snicker. Uh, You've got one, um, you have Jay and Silent Bob. They're on the tour and one of the uh, actors come running out. And they, they were typical Jay and Silent Bob. It was hilarious. It was a great cameo. It was well written for the part. Later on, you have Gail Weathers and the actor that is playing Gail Weathers in the Stab movies go into the archives to find some more information about Sidney's mom. And they are met by one desk clerk who is Carrie Fisher. Now, of course, the scene goes, you look a lot like, and the <laughs> Carrie Fisher says, ah, don't do it. I know what you're about to say. Yes, I do look like her, but I'm not her. So she's spoofing herself, which is hilarious. She has her headshot on the wall. Then she goes on to say that she almost had the part of Princess Leia. Now, she is a very knowledgeable character because when Gail Weathers asks about Maureen Roberts, the lady goes, yeah, there was never a Maureen Roberts that worked here and goes on to say the stage name of Sydney's mom, which opens up everything else, gives you a red herring. And off we go into the big mystery of Scream. So coming in at number two, now this was tougher than putting three and four together. Number two, I'm going with Scream 2022. Yeah, because nothing's better than the original. Scream 2022 sets us up with a new character, new star of the show. And we don't have to worry about any new character development or any new characters in Scream 6. They could just pick up right where they are since we're not going to have Sydney in this one. That's my words exactly. I liked Scream 2022. It's really got the fan theories rolling for Scream 6 as who's the killer. I'm going to give you an outrageous one. You tell me what you think. All right. So Scream 6, the ghost face is going to be Dewey. Whoa. I can kind of see that. I mean, throughout the Scream franchise, Dewey's always seems to be the... Always seems to have a thing for Sydney. And even though he hooks up with Gail Weather. It just seems like his death in Scream 2022 was kind of premeditated, planned, and probably didn't really happen, even though we saw a lot of blood and a lot of pain. He's been stabbed and beaten up in every one of the movies, but he keeps coming back. So how can he not be in Scream 6 and not be a mastermind? Writer said so. Yeah, writer said so. But it's just that, a fan theory. Man, that's a solid theory. I'd have to go with that one. 
Even though we know studio is not going to go that route. But if it does, I'm going to give you major props. So obviously we're up to my number one screen movie. And that would be the original. It's just hard to beat the original. Nostalgia, the rules, the kills, the cameos, the, the just overall general. The story was solid. I love seeing the old technology, the old cordless phone with no caller ID on it. Uh, no star 69 to call back. Nothing. Just a grand old, I mean, even the original cell phones they were they were pulling out was just, wow. And then they started using terms like, yeah, he cloned the cell phone. I didn't know we were cloning cell phones back then, but apparently that's been a decades old problem. And Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker, they were just great characters in general. You knew they had to be the killers, even though they have did enough to say, nope, not them, or enough to distract you from who the real killers were. That's what I liked about it. And then in the end, they were just crazy. I mean, they never mentioned the brother, which we're back to Scream 3. Billy Loomis never mentioned that somebody had showed him a video of his dad and Sidney's mom. We have no reveal, no mention of anything else. It just kind of was always portrayed as rumor mill or gossip that that affair had happened. But what they were willing to do or go through to stab each other, man, that's just... That's hardcore 90s for you there. Well, that wraps up my Scream movie rankings. Let's get back to our movie, The Manster. Is anything the matter, Larry? Yeah, I've had enough. I'm getting out. Hello, Larry. 
Well, this is quite a surprise. I think I'd better go. I think you'd better stay. We've all got some things to talk about. Anybody mind if I fix myself a drink? You know, Ian, there's a name for a guy who'll pull a trick like this. Ian had nothing to do with it. I dragged him here. I flew in today, Larry. I couldn't stand it any longer. Ian wouldn't tell me a thing. It wasn't hard to guess that you'd found company. Sorry, Larry. Yeah, sure. All right, let's not draw this one out. Let's make it front page, top banner line now. So you found out, so what? Darling, I... I came here so as I could see you. So as you could see me. I don't want things to go on this way, Larry. You've got to make a choice right now. The girlfriend or me. I don't think we're wanted here. Let's go someplace and finish the evening. Good night, Mrs. Stanford. Larry, I'll wait here till midnight, then I'm leaving. The choice is yours. I made my choice. Oh, Ian. Ian, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Fight. That's all you can do. I want to fight, Ian. But he's changed. He's, he's so different. Well, there's still hope. Look, I'll wait here till midnight. I could talk to him alone. If he's not back, I'll go to the hotel. And then? And then I, I've lost the battle. What else can I do? You want me to stay here for a while? No. No, please go. I, I've got to work this out for myself. Good luck, Linda. Thanks, Ian. Tara, I figured you'd live in a place like this. It fits you. It's beautiful. Larry, why did you come with me tonight? Why did you make that choice? I'll tell you the truth, Tara. It's you I want. I feel comfortable with you. Well, something strange has been happening to me lately. I, I can't explain it. You're the only one that seems to understand. Don't ever leave me. No, Larry, not this way. What do you mean, not this way? When I belong to a man, no one else does. If it can't be that way, then I don't want him. You're thinking about Linda? Yes. She's not going to give up so easily, Larry. I know how a woman thinks. If I'm not mistaken, she's waiting for you at your apartment right now. She said she'd leave if I didn't come back. That won't settle it. You must go and tell it's finished. It would be best that way. You wait for me here? I'll wait for you to come back. If you come back.
Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I'm your host, Justin, and my co-host is Tommy. Pew, pew! Tommy, did you know that Fangoria has her own awards for horror movies of the year? That doesn't surprise me. Considering horror movies never get a fair shake at the Oscars, the Emmys, or any of that, I could see where you would get where the most popular horror magazine would have its own award show. What do they call it? They call it the 2023 Chainsaw Awards. The Chainsaw Awards? Man, I would have gone like Flamethrower Awards. Well, keep that in mind. For the next episode, we're going to create our own awards episode. Oh, yeah. You're in it. So, uh, you're on. So, uh, who are their nominees for their Chainsaw Awards this year? Well, leading out for it is Nope by Jordan Peele. It leads the pack with 10 nominations, including Best Wide Release Movie and Best Director. Yeah, that movie was a big nope for me. I really was not impressed with the trailer. I didn't want to have to sit through some long, boring movie. Maybe we'll have to check it out for the next time. Maybe. I don't know. Other nominees included Barbarian, Pearl, Hellraiser, Chucky, and Yellow Jackets. Man, only one I heard in there, only two I heard in there are Hellraiser and Chucky. Hellraiser was a big no for me. Uh, not based on the reboot and the recast and all that. I just never could get into the first two. Two, um, what, what would be the word for it? Uh, we'll, we'll take the rules of uh, from Scream 2022. Elevated horror is not my thing. It, it was just too psychological, too in your head. I just just couldn't get into it. I was bored. Yeah, I never really liked Hellraiser. The only thing I liked about it was the, the villains, the Cenobites. Mm, kind of what cinnamon rolls now. Oh my goodness, Tommy. Fangoria introduced two new categories this year. Best short and best cinematography. So when are you going to make a short movie and get in this Chainsaw Award? I don't know if I really want to. I'm not a huge fan of Fangoria magazine. Just happened to pop up in my feed. Oh. So let's talk about a few movies. Hey, how do they win? Well, you got to go to Fangoria.com and vote for it. Oh, so the people are voting for it. Man, that's like any of them all-star games. They're only going to vote for the most popular to them. Not actual, if there's any actual movie creds or what's the best of it all. You'd be surprised at how uh, well-versed in cinematography and cinema horror movie fans are. Yeah, you're right. So, nominees for best wide-release movie. I guess this means the best movie ever that was sent to theaters. Or went to every theater. Barbarian, The Black Phone, Nope, Pearl, and X. Yeah, the only two I know in that one was Nope and The Black Phone. Hadn't heard of the other three. And I still didn't want to watch any one of them. Best limited release movie was Orphan, The First Kill. Oh, isn't that like a sequel, requel, prequel, whatever? I think it's more of a prequel. Resurrection, Something in the Dirt, Terrifier 2, Mad God. Yeah, I've heard of Orphan, and I've heard of Terrifier 2. 
Now, Terrifier 2 was actually in our theaters, wasn't it? It sure was. Did you go see it? I never saw the first one. Something about this killer clown just says, nope, for me. I may have to check it out. Even though they said Terrifier 2 was scarier and they had a lot of people go, I couldn't stay in the theater to watch that and they had to leave. I guess the kills were just that gory. Man, we really got some catching up to do. We need to, we need to embrace this, uh, this new gener- this new decade. <laughs> I think I agree with you on that one. Best streaming movie premiere. Fresh. Hellbender. Hellraiser. Prey. Wounded Fawn. Okay. We knew Hellraiser was on Hulu. We know Prey was on Hulu. Yeah, we're not sitting through Prey. No. They haven't made a good Predator movie since Predator 2. I agree. Uh, I I just... Between the Aliens and Predators franchise, I've just lost the taste for Predator movies. In the last category, before we go back to our movie, Best International Movie. I can tell you this. I don't recognize a single movie in this. Hatchin', The Innocents, Piggy, Salam, and Speak No Evil. Yeah, uh, I don't recognize any of that. When we come back, the last of the nominees for the 2023 Chainsaw Awards. Go, Linda. Go home. Harry, what's the matter? What is it? Can I help you? Nothing's the matter. I don't need any help. I just want you to leave. I know I shouldn't have stayed here, but I couldn't give up that easily. Give up what? What we never had? Because I've been here all this time, you know. I've asked you to join me overseas more than once. Larry, what sort of a life is that? Living in hotels? Places not even on the map? Picking up and moving every time there's a new war or revolution? You married me? You knew I was a foreign correspondent? Yes, I know, but I figured one day you could settle down. Settle down, that's a good way to put it. Settle down like mud in a pool. Bridge on Wednesdays, cocktail Thursdays, PDA Fridays. But you know I I can't give you this kind of stuff, Linda. Go home and find someone else. Larry, what's happened to you? I don't know, Linda. I just want you to let me alone, that's all. Just leave me alone. Go away. I won't let you alone, Larry. I'm fighting for something that belongs to you and me. I don't know how it happened, but it won't last. This woman, she's got you all mixed up so you can't think straight. I don't know how it started. Maybe a weak moment. Weak? Maybe you... You think I'm weak? You think I covered all those wars and revolutions because I was weak? Or maybe it's because I never put you in your place before, never slapped you down when you needed it. Harry, what's gotten into you? Nothing's gotten into me! I just became my real self for once, that's all. Nobody's going to tie me down anymore. Nobody's going to tell me what to do.
everything about this place but the music <laughs> well maybe I'm getting a little senile you're as young as you ever were Ian, and as kind it's sweet of you to bring me here no I was getting a bit lonely it's an understatement I was getting ready to scream then I asked you here because I want to talk to you about Larry what the devil's gotten into him lately I don't know maybe it's what you just said devil's gotten into him. He used to be a good reporter, Linda. All reliable. Now when I want him, I can hardly find him. And when I do, I can't seem to break through to him. You say hello, and he starts an argument. I've never seen anyone change so quickly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem the same person. What are you gonna do? You can't stay here in Tokyo forever and watch Larry go to pieces like this. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do, Ian. But I'm sure of one thing. I still love Larry. And I'm not gonna run away. Guess I'll just have to stick around for a while and... and hope. Well, I knew if I kept looking, I'd find you. All right, you found me. Now what? We've got a pretty big story to cover this morning. What's the matter with your hand? I burned it. When are you coming back to work, Larry? Seems to me I got some vacation due. Yes, you have, but you're still being carried in my books. I think I have a right to know what your plans are. Plans? Who has any plans? Well, Ian, do me a favor. If you're not drinking, leave me alone, will you? I was about to. I've got an office to take care of, you know. But I have a suggestion. How about tonight? You and I used to go on some pretty good binges together. Not tonight. Look, Larry. Confession's good for the soul and all that. Are you sure there isn't something you'd like to tell me? You're pressing your luck, Ian. All right, Larry. All right. Whatever what's eating you stops eating. You've got a job waiting. But remember this. It can't wait forever. Where'd you get those? Get what? Those. Oh, I don't know. Picked them up somewhere. They're Buddhist prayer beads. You don't say. Well, I just thought it odd you had them. They're common around here, but... I've never seen you with anything like that before. There must be a lot of things you've never seen, Ian. Yes. The Buddhist prayer beads. As a matter of fact, I talked to quite a few Buddhists recently. I found out one very good thing about them. What's that? They mind their own business. All right, Larry. Tales. I'm Justin and my host Tommy here. We're going through the nominations of the 2023 Chainsaw Awards. Man, I went Googling all these movies you're saying, and I, I, I just don't know. They're just, we, we, we'll, we'll have to take it one movie at a time and just figure it out. Yeah, because I'm looking through the list of these actors. Not only the movies are unfamiliar to me, but the actors are unfamiliar to me. I guess this is part of what cutting the cord is all about, being behind on everything else. Yeah, there's not much signal out where I'm at. So let's look at the best lead performances. We've got Anna Diop from Nanny, Isabel Furman from Orphan First Kill, Mia Goth from Pearl, Rebecca Hall, Resurrection, Daniel Kaluuya, Nope, Amber Midthunder, Prey, Micah Monroe, Watcher, Kiki Palmer, Nope, Josh Rubin, A Wounded Fawn, Taylor Russell, Bones and All. Man, I only, I don't know any of them. 
except for Isabel Furman and that Amber Midthunder, because she was in that show Roswell as well. The reboot, not not the old Roswell CW. They're both made by CW, by the way. You'll recognize some of the names in the next category, the best supporting performance. You got Jamie Clayton from Hellraiser, Ethan Hawke, The Black Phone, Justin Long, Barbarian. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen Justin Long. Yeah, if you see his body of work, you'd understand why. <laughs> Madeline McGraw from The Black Phone. Jenna Ortega from Scream. Yes, that, that's a good nomination right there. Her role in the Scream 2022 movie was great. Not to mention, she's all popular right now with Wednesday. So I, I think you could just stop there. We know who's going to win this category. All based on these TikTokers and everybody wanting to dance like Wednesday. Man, you can't go anywhere on social media without hearing that song or see somebody dressed as Wednesday and do the little dance. Oh, and I've got a prediction for you. This year, the number one selling costume for women is going to be Wednesday. I'm not arguing with you on that one. That is too logical. It makes too much sense. You also have Mark Rylance from Bones and All. Rachel Sinnott, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Brittany Snow and X. Kristen Stewart, Crimes of the Future. And Stephen Yin and Nope. Still a lot of movies in there. They just keep coming up with more. Where are all these movies at? I know they didn't come to the theater. Right about that. Nothing came to the theaters this year. There was barely anything that made me say, hey, I'm going to go spend my money at the movie theater. Or anything to say, hey, honey, let's go to the movie for tonight's date night. So we're on to best director. You got Zach Krieger from Barbarian. David Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future. Oh, I'm starting to recognize Crimes of the Future. A lot of people said that one was really weird. I remember seeing something on that one on social media. I think Cronenberg always puts out the weird movies. I think that's what he's known for. Then you have Chloe Okuno at Watcher. Jordan Peele for Nope and T. West with X. You know, Jordan Peele has been one of them guys that he started off big, and then his movies seemed to, like, decline, like that M. Night Shyamalan guy. And then we have the, for best screenplay. These names start getting harder, by the way. Yeah, C. Robert Cargill and Scott Derrickson for The Black Phone. Zach Krieger for Barbarian. Mia Goth and T. West for Pearl. Jordan Peele for Nope. Seth Rice and Will Tracy, The Menu. Oh, the menu. That one was, that one looked like it had potential. Have you watched that one yet? I keep forgetting to. It's not available on Amazon and anywhere else yet for me without having to rent or buy it. Yeah, I agree with you. I am not renting or buying a movie that I don't like. Best Cinematography. Susha Jeanfield, A Wounded Fawn. Rob Hardy, Men. Elliot Rocket Pearl, Elliot Rocket X, Hoyt Van Hoytema, nope. Who, what, wouldn't wear? Yeah, don't make me try to say that again. Best score, oh, music. Oh, you're going to like some of this. You'll recognize these names. I sure hope so. Michael Abels, nope. Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury, men. Tyler Bates and Tim Williams and Pearl. John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, Halloween Ends, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross, Bones and All. Hey, how come Halloween Ends is not in more categories around here? I mean, that 
that should have been in all the other top categories. Jamie Lee Curtis should have been up for Best Supporting Actress. I mean, come on. Love it or hate this movie, that movie deserves a lot more credit. Especially John Carpenter, and it's cool to see that he still does score work. Oh, I see my winner for Best Costume. Who I would pick for Best Costume. Okay, so who we got? Alex Bovard. Nope. Stephanie Portnoy Porter. Prey. Andras Daniel Toth and Godina Huzas Attila. But the Munsters. Oh yeah, they should definitely win Best Costume Design. That was amazing what they did for the Munsters. Last year, that was the movie I waited for. Rob Zombie... I'm generally excited for his movies. Even though he's hit and miss with me on his movies, I still get excited for him. And I loved the, what they did with the Munsters. I loved the, the old school costumes. They looked very similar to the show. Uh, I liked that they... I loved the way the costumes looked throughout the entire movie. Then you have Mayu Trikarati, Crimes of the Future, Malgosa Terzanski, and Pearl. Man, these categories keep going on and on. Let, let, let's go ahead and sum it up. You got the best documentary feature, Life with Chucky, Pennywise, The Story of It, and Search of Darkness Part 3, The Found Footage Phenomena, and This is Guar. I thought Guar already had a documentary. Must have been something new. I'm going to put my money on In Search of Darkness Part 3 because I saw that one and Pennywise, The Story of It. It was a good one, but I fell asleep through that documentary. In Search of Darkness Part 3... They look at the old direct-to-video movies. It's a five-hour-long documentary. Five hours! Yeah, I took it in chunks, an hour a day. I couldn't sit through all five hours. Uh, There was a lot of movies that I've never heard of, and a lot of movies that said, yep, there's no doubt you were straight-to-video. Yeah, here's one that I think you'd like. Best series. Most of these seem to be Paramount, FX or Netflix. So best series, Cabinet of Curiosities. That's one of my watch lists. I hadn't started watching it yet because they were one episode a week. I was waiting for all of them so I could binge. You got Chucky. I still can't believe they're making more seasons of that one. Stranger Things. Ooh, Stranger Things last season was really good. I really loved how they made me care and feel for the villains. That way, when his reveal happened, it was a complete shocker. I was like, no, really? What We Do in the Shadows and Yellow Jackets. Well, I think that sums up this year's 2023 Chainsaw Awards. When it comes to the main categories, I don't care, I don't care. Yeah, you're right. When it comes to those main categories, there's some movies they forgot. Yeah, I think really the only categories I care about is best score, best costume design, and best series. At least we got some categories, and we can start thinking about the Flame Awards. I wouldn't go with Flame. All right, the Flamethrowers. There we go. I can get behind that. All right, let's get back to our movie, The Manster.
there's a definite cycle. That proves another theory of mine. The change doesn't come all at once. Larry Stanford right now is going through the metamorphosis. This is his old self here at the bottom of each curve. And this is his new self, actually a different species of man at the top. But notice how the waves are rising. Before long, he'll be entirely on the top, entirely a new being. Robert, I don't like it. That's your privilege. Not everyone's interested in mutation. That's not what I mean. I don't like what I'm doing. I know you had to keep him in Tokyo, and at first I didn't care. Any emotion I ever had was killed in me a long time ago. But maybe I've just a little left, and I don't like watching it happen to him. Are you falling in love with him, Tara? I don't think I'm able to fall in love. You don't have any illusions about us, do you? You know where you found me. And you know what happens to me if I have to go back there. That's the only reason I stayed with you, Robert. Can I make it any clearer than that? Look at her, Tara. Take another look at Emiko. You knew her, Tara, when she was, oh, what shall we say, when she was an ordinary woman, not a bad-looking woman, remember? Can you hear me, Emiko? Can you understand what I'm saying? You think I'm heartless, don't you, Tara? You like to pretend to be a woman without a soul. But these things really bother you, don't they? I think you forget that Emiko was my first human experiment. That she begged me to try the enzyme out on her. And when I wouldn't, she took it herself. And you forget that my brother Kenji volunteered after I gave him full warning. I know all that. Is that supposed to excuse you? I don't have to make excuses to anyone, Tara. I'm just trying to remind you of something. Your very good friend, Larry Stanford, is going to change completely. Nothing can stop that now. I might be able to separate his new self, but I'm not going to take that chance. Do you know what that means, Tara? It means when he changes, he'll be an alien thing, a species that's never walked this earth before. Do you think they'll let a thing like that live? Do you think anybody will? Think it over, Tara. Ask yourself if you can afford to fall in love with a monster like... like Emiko, the woman who used to be my wife. Come in. Hello, Larry. I'm glad we found you in. Any reason why you wouldn't? Put out the sputtering fuse, will you? Are you gonna ask us in? Right, come in. You know where the drinks are. This is my friend, Dr. Jensen, Larry. I happened to be with him tonight and asked him to come along. Hope you don't mind. Why should I? Hi, Doc. How do you do? Larry, I think you can guess why I want to talk to you. I think you know your behavior lately has not been exactly like your old self. Now listen to me. Now wait a minute. Don't blow your cork. I've got a couple of questions I mean to ask whether they're my business or not. All right, go ahead and ask them. First question. Do you remember when I saw you in a bar after that old Buddhist priest was murdered? You had a string of Buddhist prayer beads with you, and you never did say why. Now, I suppose this is far-fetched, but I couldn't help feeling there was a connection. Now tell me the truth, Larry. Did you accidentally see the murder or something like that? Did it set you off, put you in that rotten mood? Yeah, I'll tell you the truth, Ian. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Second question. 
Do you realize that your behavior lately has had every aspect of a man flipping his lid? What are you trying to say, Ian? Larry, Dr. Jensen is a psychiatrist, the best in Tokyo. That's why I brought him. I'd like you to let him talk to you. World Press will pick up the bill. So you're a witch doctor, eh? Well, some people do call us that. I can see right now that your case would be most interesting. Here's my card. What about an appointment tomorrow morning, say, 10 o'clock? Get out of here, both of you. Doc, you go and rattle your bones somewhere else. I look after my own problems. Now, wait, you can get out of here. Just let me alone, that's all. Get out! Just let me alone, that's all! Just let me alone! Let me alone! Welcome back to Frightening Tales. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by Tommy tonight. Uh, we were just talking about the Fangoria's 2023 Chainsaw Awards. We've talked, we've ranked our favorite Scream movies. So we're going to kind of stick on this old is new requel thing. Tommy, did you see the news the other day about I Know What You Did Last Summer? Yeah. Guess what? They're making another one. Yep. And it's going to be a requel, most likely. Man, I, I I don't know if I could sit through those again. They're bringing back Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah, I still don't know. I don't remember that movie a whole lot. I know they did a show last year. Amazon did. It must have been popular if we're going to get a requel with it. But wouldn't that be called, I know what you did 25 summers ago? <laughs> it has been a long time since the last one. So what's the number of movies we had for, I still know what you did last summer. Are we still at two on that one? Hmm. Let me see. Well, the sequel was called, I still know what you did last summer. Maybe this one should be called, I didn't forget what you did 25 summers ago. Oh, here we go. All right. So we still at two. Uh, no, there's three. Three. I only know if I know what you did last summer and I still know what you did last summer. And then there's, I will always know what you did last summer. What? I, I never even heard of, I will always know what you did last summer. Maybe they should have, uh, saved that title for this one. Yeah. The, I'll always know what you did last summer came out in 2006. I am completely lost. We're going to have to go back and look. Do I have to? This was like scream light. I know, I know. But we can't talk about the new one if we don't remember the other ones. Especially, I'll always know what you did last summer. Yeah, okay. But they haven't released the title yet? Nope. I'm, I'm formally submitting my title. So what else is going on in our horror community here? Well, you had that weather balloon. Oh, you mean UFO. <laughs> that was not a weather balloon, by the way. It was a Chinese spy balloon. Okay. But you know, if any UFO sightings occurred from that, they already have the, go the government already has the answer. It was a weather balloon. 
it was a balloon. I still couldn't believe they waited to shoot it over the ocean. Well, let's get back to our movie, The Manster, here on Frightening Tales. Manster interrupts. Go in back to the office and write this up. I'll see you in about a half an hour. I'm afraid I've got a personal interest in this one, Superintendent. I knew Dr. Jensen very well. Mr. Matthews, I'm going to ask a favor. I wish you wouldn't print this story just yet. Not print it now. Wait a minute. Dr. Jensen was internationally known. This is news. Mr. Matthews, there's a killer loose in Tokyo. The worst known in 30 years. And I've got to stop him. Now, so far, we've reported every murder he's committed. This time I want to throw him off guard. Perhaps he'll wonder why it wasn't reported. Perhaps he'll come back. When you say don't print this story, you're asking quite a bit. I have responsibility to my readers, you know. You also have one to your friend, Dr. Jensen. Believe me, Mr. Matthews, I'm determined to catch this murderer. I have to answer to my own superiors, and if I don't catch him, I'll be obliged to resign. Well, I'll hold off for the time being. But you can't keep a thing like this quiet for long. Tomorrow, there'll be a press conference in my office at 5 o'clock. I'll try to have something more definite for you by then. All right. And perhaps by that time, I'll have something for you.
Larry, are you here? Be the cleaning woman. Come inside. Tell us all. Gentlemen, the killings have been at these places. Usually we get a pattern from something like this, but not this time. He seems to strike blindly, without reason. That's a very impressive map, Superintendent. But just exactly what are you doing about these murders? Well, we've doubled the police on duty, and every officer carries extra arms. And we've deployed our men so that reinforcements are always nearby. I'd like to know, sir, when do you expect to catch the killer? I'm sorry, I don't know. If we could find a pattern, I might be able to estimate. But this killer, well, he doesn't even seem to be human. Any more questions, gentlemen? Is that all you've got for us? That's all I have right now. Well, thanks, Superintendent. The next time you call us in, I hope you've got more of a story. Well, Mr. Matthews, I suppose you're not satisfied either. Superintendent, I've come to a decision. Not an easy one. But I'm thinking of your men out there and all the others who may shortly find themselves victims. Yes? I'm afraid I have something very important to tell you.
yes, it does look bad. But still, you can never tell about evidence. It can be very deceiving. Hi. Hmm. Soka. Hmm. Hmm. Well, he's killed someone else. This time, one of my policemen. Are you sure it was the same killer? No doubt. And he got away again. I just can't believe it was Larry. Well, whether we're sure of it or not, Mr. Matthews, the time has come to take some precautions. Pick up Larry? Yes, if we can find him. Well, he's bound to return to his apartment sooner or later. I suppose you can put a stake out on it. I'm going to handle this personally, and I'd like you to come along.
取り逃がしたようですな残念です残念でしたね What happened? He got away. I think I know where he's going to Taurus. Follow me. Right. She wasn't here. But I wonder where she went to. He's going to try and get her. Still looking for that pattern, Superintendent? No, I'm afraid I'm just trusting to luck now. Superintendent? Yes. When you find him, will you... Will you remember that something's happened to him? Something he can't control. I know, Larry. Are you asking me not to shoot to kill? Yes, I am. I'm sorry, Mrs. Stanford. I can't promise anything right now. He's been sighted at the shipyards. Come on. Wait here. 
between this and heat treatment, there's a chance. I'm not sure, but there's bound to be some sort of change. If he comes back. He'll be here. Kenji came back, remember? At the risk of being overpoetic, let me put it this way. He was conceived in the mountain. He'll return to the mountain. You shouldn't have done it, Robert. You shouldn't have started the whole thing. I suppose I'm just beginning to realize that. Still, look what I've given to science. It's all in this notebook, the whole case history, except for one detail, the formula for the enzyme. I don't want this experiment to repeat it, ever. I don't know what your plans are, but don't destroy him. Not the way you destroyed Kenji, promise me that. You did fall in love with Lady Stanford, didn't you? Tara, some of us aren't meant to know love. Not as ordinary people do. I haven't had very good luck myself in that respect. But you've got to try with Larry. You've got to try to bring him back. I tried with Kenji. And I kept trying with Emiko even when I knew it was hopeless. I'm afraid that was a mistake. But with this new injection and heat, lots of heat, it may work. He might separate completely, split into two human beings. But Tara, what will they be? I'm leaving you, Robert. You can't leave me, Tara. We've gone through this before. Do you want to go back to where I found you? Yes, I'll go back to that if necessary. Don't talk like a child. Haven't I treated you well? Bought you anything you wanted? What else do you want? The illusion of respectability? All right, if that's what you want, I'll marry you. That can be arranged now. You may need this, Robert.
you give him my message? I see. I see.
I guess there's nothing else we can do now except wait. I'll wait. I'll wait as long as I have to. It may be quite a while. I'll have to make a formal arrest when he's well enough. I have no choice. I understand, Superintendent. It's going to pose quite a legal problem. Who really did all these things? It wasn't Larry. It couldn't have been Larry. It must have been something, someone else. Why did it have to happen? Why? I don't know, Linda. He was an average sort of guy, the image of us all. How can I say this? There was good in Larry and there was evil. The evil part broke through, took hold. Call it an accident or call it a warning. A warning? I'm a reporter, not a mystic, Linda. But there are things beyond us, things perhaps we're not meant to understand. If what's happened has made this all clear, well then, perhaps it makes sense after all. Have faith, Linda. Have faith in the good that's still in Larry and in all men. <laughs>